Hey, this is Doug Bradley, pinhead from the Hellraiser films, and you're listening to the Cadaver Lab podcast. And you better keep listening or I'll tear your soul apart. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Cadaver Lab. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. And uh, so, Sam, I had a lot of people this weekend asking where you were. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Tell Sam he's a pussy oh, for exactly. not coming to war. I am sure that is coming out. I got nudged a few times on Twitter. People said that they missed me. Listen, I appreciate the love. I'm just glad someone was able to go out and represent. I, I had a good time. Yeah. Man, it was fun. It was kind of weird going by myself at first, you know. I mean, I, I was, didn't really know what to expect. It was my first horror convention that I've ever been to. Right. Plus, I didn't really know anybody going out there, so I was like, I was a little nervous. But, uh-huh. You know, when I went out there and everybody was so cool that it was just like, it was awesome. That's aw- That's such. A, that's good. We, and we haven't talked about it much because we want to save it for the podcast. No, we no. In fact, well, the thing is, is God, what I get home Monday and I have been so beat because yeah. we would stay up so late every single night. And then, uh, yeah, I'd get up whenever, but, oh, man, I was just worn out. <laughs> this, this week at work has been so worthless. Oh, man. I just get in there. Ugh. I remember when I didn't have to wake up before noon. Oh, that's so funny. It was awesome. All right, so let's talk about Whorehound Weekend for a little while. Right. Um, first of all, I don't, I don't know how much our wives would like it. Yeah, because we talked about that that may be a way for me to get out there is that I could make it a vacation you know and take what? my wife. So what we'll have to do is work it out so they don't really have to go. Because, okay, first of all, let me talk about the bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in there. It's a huge room. It's, it was like uh, the room was about – it wasn't huge. It was about the size of, like, my wedding reception room mm-hmm, or something like mm-hmm. that. Had tables and booths and all sorts of other stuff. And uh, But there were so many people packed in there that it was hot and stinky. Yeah. And it, you walked in there and it just smelled like – My wife wouldn't go anywhere near that. Unless you want to go in there and – for the celebrities or the or the junk and stuff, mm-hmm. you don't junk. What the? Because <laughs> everyone has their balls out because it's Gosh, so hot. I knew it. So they, you know, there's, they have like these fans that you know they point down right at their junk the whole time. Anyway, my gosh. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's just sweaty and, and gross and ugly and whatever. But you know what? There's some kick-ass stuff inside. But if you mm-hmm. don't like the kick-ass stuff, I don't think you're gonna like it very much. Yeah. But I guess that was that was really all that was bad about it. I mm-hmm. mean, that was. I mean, it, I just had to keep going out to, to grab a breath of fresh air from time to time, just because it, you know, it was just a little. Hmm. So Friday night, it went in there. It was like perfect. You know, there were hardly any people there yet. I mean, there, I mean, there were there were a few people, but not compared to like Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday morning. Because Saturday, you you couldn't even walk through there. I mean, it was oh, a while. Really? Plus, you know the the they made these little walkways, but they were so. They just weren't very wide, mm-hmm. and then you have a celebrity there signing autographs, and then uh, so people would like be in line there, and it was kind of wild. But huh. uh, other than that, it, it was a lot of fun. how many how many people do you think were there? Any guess? Ooh. Well, you know, I have no idea. Huh. I mean, it would it would be I don't know five thousand. Holy cow! Oh, that's pretty well, good. No, that's good. Well, they wouldn't. They obviously would not keep doing it unless there was quite a few people. That well, showed. and let's put it this way: the the. The celebrities bring the people, and the yeah. celebrities are getting twenty bucks a pop for their autographs. Oh, you have to pay for those. Oh yeah, so it's like, you know, they're uh, they're they're making a crap load of money. Like I'm, I swear, like Derek Mears, the new Jason. Yeah, he was there, and his line was pretty long the whole time, making twenty bucks every, you know, two or three and minutes. And they get all of that. Well, I don't know. I'm huh. sure. I'm sure they don't get it all. But that, I mean, that's not a bad income stream there. I mean, if, especially if you do one weekend. 
yeah. and and you've got a steady stream of people signing. I mean, that that's a that good sounds. Chunk of you know change. what though? That sounds like another profession that I know. Hookers? People line up, pay twenty bucks, <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and it's funny though too that you bring that up because. Uh, oh no. So no, 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 nothing, nothing about hookers. Dude, if you had a hooker <laughs> story, about, I was gonna no, leave. No, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> the first day I go in, and I'm talking to Bill Mosley, uh-huh. and you know, we're just kind of talking. And I'm like, I, I pulled out the recorder to get a, uh, uh, you know, like a bumper for the show, and I got a, I got, I got five or six bumpers That's for the awesome. show. That's awesome. So it was so really cool. cool. But uh, so he's like, well, "What do you want me to say?" And I, I kind, I. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't want to insult him by, oh, dude, say this, because what is he, my little monkey? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I felt a little weird. I just wanted him to, you know, just to get his voice, you know, uh-huh. being recorded. And I don't know. You know, I just, oh, dude, say this and say this. And, you know, he he uh, barks like a seal and, or, or, okay. You know, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> so what did you tell him to say? No, I just said, no, just, he's a... I'll just say, you know, that you're Bill Mosley and you listen to the Cadaver Lab podcast, and he did. So he doesn't really listen to it, though. Damn it! Oh, sure he does. Okay, good. Well, until we did the Repo episode, and we said that everybody did a good job except, except for his singing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I, you know, I did say that. It's, oh, that was that was pretty funny, though, man. He, you know, and they were all pretty cool, and I, you know, they're probably pretty used to this. And like I said, it was my first horror convention, so the very first dude I walked up to when I got there was uh, Doug Bradley. You remember him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who the hell is Doug Bradley? <laughs> exactly. So I walk up to him, and and uh, like I I didn't know the proper etiquette to give him my twenty bucks, you know. So I just uh, I, I don't know. Hi, here's twenty bucks. You know, I, mean, I don't know if that sounded. It just yeah, felt weird, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of put it down. And then he snatched it up and put it in his little in his little uh, zip-up thing. No, tell me he didn't have a zip-up thing. Well, you know, just like a little Shit, thing. Shit, that oh, yeah. just ruined everything for me. However, I'll tell you what. This will bring it all back. All right. Later on, I can't remember what night. It was probably actually Saturday night. I took a leak from him from two stalls away. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you should have heard the pain. The pain. Oh, really? No. He was now you have, normal. Did you, so you have Doug Bradley's DNA from Splashage. Oh, only because <laughs> I went afterward and got the swab out yes. and started swabbing up the pee. <laughs> oh. No, man, it was fun. So, is he, so does he look the same as he did in Hellraiser 2? Uh, he's got sh- the captain. He's just older. Yeah? Yeah, just older. But, yeah, I mean, he does. How was my boy John Saxon? John Saxon actually is funny because he reminds me of – my wife's grandpa. Oh yeah, he's just—he's he's older and he's getting a little frail, but he's still. You know what's funny about that is I saw him on a Masters of Horror called Pelts. Uh huh. He was—I didn't recognize him at first. He's like this. There's this old codger walking out in the woods. They're going to go hunting these raccoons. Uh-huh. And and I was like, man, that dude is old. And then all of a sudden, I recognized him as John Saxon. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah. Wow, he is not the iconic figure that I you know because I remember him as uh, as uh, oh shit, what's his name in Enter the Dragon. Roper. 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 Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? is uh, I was up there talking, and he goes, well, where are you from? I'm from Salt Lake City. Whoa, you came all the way out here from Salt Lake City? Oh, yeah. I go, I, I'm going to keep doing it until you guys come to Salt Lake City. And he's like, <laughs> why don't we go to Salt Lake City? I'm like, nah, you don't have to, you don't have to pretend. <laughs> you don't have to pretend. You don't have to be all shocked, you know, whatever. I don't know. He was pretty cool. We, yeah. we just talked about uh, – he, he uh, about – for some reason, he felt like we wanted to talk about some uh, fun facts about Utah. So, oh, fun. really? Yeah, it was nice. Well, that's good. It was pretty cool. It was it was all pretty cool. The scariest dude there, though, was Andrew Brynarski, the guy who played 
the Leatherface in the in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, really? Do you remember in the program back while we when we were in high school? I, I remember watching that movie, but I okay. I, haven't, I that's the last time I saw it. So, it I mean. anyway, okay, well, well, bear with me here. You remember the defensive lineman that used to put the makeup on his face, and he was just so big. Is it the guy that uh, that got the oil change? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. That's guy. him. No way. Yes. Really? Well, okay. So that the, guy's uh, eyes are so close together. Dude, that is scary, dude. That is not even half the scariness of this guy. He's probably well. I'm what, I'm like what six three. He's probably like six seven. Yeah. And he weighs like three fifty. He like ripped. Is, he, oh well, he's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's still totally ripped, but I mean, he's big. He's huh. not fat. Yeah. You know. And uh, it's like, so I go up there and and you walk by his his uh, little table there and you 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 step into like a cloud of beer fog. Because he was drunk the whole time. Oh, really? Now, okay, so I go, I go in there, you know, and, and I noticed that there wasn't a, you know, only a one person in line. So I'm like, I'm going to hop in now and I'll, I'll get this taken care of because uh, who knows, you know, when I'll get a chance to get in like this. So in, in, uh, in Slug is with me. And uh, uh-huh. so we were, we were sitting there and uh, I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but maybe if, if uh, my facts are wrong, Slug, you can call in and help me out here. But, uh, so I walk up to him and I put down my twenty bucks because at this point I was pretty, you know, I, I was a, I knew my shit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I put I put down my twenty bucks. I, uh, you know, and start talking to him and he starts saying, yeah, you know, I'm like, dude, you're a big dude, and you know, we start talking. So yeah, it's really expensive to get this big, and he starts like he starts like reshuffling the uh, the table cover that he had, and uh, I'm just like, I just thought, oh, whatever, he's just doing, but he wouldn't like, he didn't start signing my stuff yet. You know, and I'm like, okay. You know, we kept talking, and all of a sudden he like pounded on the desk a little. I looked down, and he'd written twenty five dollars, and I'm like, oh, expensive. Exp- I, I get it. Okay, fine. In my head, of course, I didn't say that to him. Yeah. Because the dude, I swear, could have jumped over that table at any moment and just wreaked havoc. He was like, he seemed so unhinged. I was just like, just just do whatever he says, please. I, I, I reached back in my wallet and I'm like, please have a five dollar bill. Please have exact change because I am not asking him for change. You know. Oh, that well, is funny. I put it over and the dude's drunk, so he's like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Mike." He goes, "Mike is on a pike." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, oh man, please, please laugh and please don't think I think you're an idiot because." Oh my you're... gosh! But uh, then for some reason he, he thought that was funny, but then he put like a dyke and he was like oh my gosh did you get here on a fish like a, oh my gosh i'm so funny you know and i'm just like oh my gosh wow get me out of here but you know he ended up signing and stuff he thought he was so funny man it was it was did wild he, did he only charge you 25 dollars? no he, he he charged everybody oh, 20. okay well i don't know i guess i didn't check with anyone else but i assume he charged 25 bucks i don't think anybody was gonna argue with him because once you're in the little once you're in the space you're yeah. stuck Oh yeah, and uh, you know it's a funny thing because after that, you know, in the halls and stuff, well, we talked. I don't know. He he, he kind of from one big guy to another. You know, I guess we relate because mm-hmm. he he like a couple of times he walked all the way across the room just to spout something that he thought was funny. Oh really? Off to me, you know. But the, but maybe it was just because I laughed at his stupid dyke joke. Oh, and by the way, he misspelled dyke, but I wasn't going to tell him. Did was, he do a D I K E? You no, know, he did D Y K E. That's Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, then that, that's not how he did it. He did, he spelled it wrong. Okay. I don't know. Dyke is the uh, slang for homosexual women. How politically correct of you? Actually, 
Actually, I think I thought it was D Y C. You're right. No, I think it's D Y C K E. So he didn't spell it. My bad. Doesn't matter. D Y C K E. Did you know what? But it, I did. Who cares? Who, I was, was going to say that? at that point, I didn't care. I thought it looked wrong, but I, was I going to say something? No freaking way. Right. Okay. So no, but you know that was that was pretty fun. You know, and I got I talked to Derek Mears, who by the way was the coolest dude there. Mm-hmm. We got a bumper from him, and he mm-hmm. he signed the stuff and took some pictures. And this, I mean, this guy like. I was actually really surprised at how nice and how outgoing he was. I mean, and he, he would sit there and talk to you. And Slug and I came up to him later and when, when it was just at night, and he was just in the the, the, the hotel the lobby. And uh, Slug was talking to him. And I'm like, you know, it's so funny. Slug wanted to be Sam's, you know, the proxy for you. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically I made him do all the shit work <laughs> that I would have made you do. Like he went up and he got bumpers and gave out like tons of um, that's awesome, tons of business cards. Oh, good. Like, oh yeah, stuff that I was like too shy to do. You know, I didn't want to. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What's well, good? He was doing that. You got to listen, everybody. When you when you when you're a software engineer, you don't interface with people very much, and you lose that personal touch. I think. Oh yeah. So yeah. So uh, here I am. You know, after years of sitting behind a computer, and it's like I'm glad I had Slug there to to do all the bitch work. Like that's... I would have had you do. <laughs> And I would have loved every minute of it. I know you would. I know you would have. Hey, uh, what is what is Doug Mears? I don't recognize that name. Derek Mears. He's the new Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but he was so cool. And and you didn't make fun of him for doing his chores. No, I didn't. Okay. No, he was big too. Oh. Listen, I to be honest with you, the more I think about the new one, the more I want to hold off my Mm -hmm. my opinion until I see it again. Right. You know, I'll tell you what. I don't know what it is. But I think the environment in a movie theater has a lot to do with how much I like a movie. It's just not as nice as sitting, you know, in my in my room here mm-hmm. on the couch watching a movie completely into the movie instead of worried about other. Well, stuff I I agree. Out. I went and saw Knowing out in the theater. How was that? It was really good. Was I thought it was a really good movie. But the, I ha- I was really worried because all through the previews there were some girls about three rows up that yeah. were just laughing and talking. I'm yeah. like, I am not going to put up with this shit. Right? Today. No, absolutely. I'm not. But then they were quiet. So okay. I was pissed off when it started, and so I was kind of bugged at the beginning. But they didn't say a word after that, and so I was like, "Oh well, you know, it ended up being okay." But well, that's and my not contact fell out two times when I was watching that, so I had to go out and miss, you know, two or three minutes of of Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, was, it just sucked. Oh, but anyway, so you know, I mean, I'm gonna withhold my my final opinion till then. But let's see who else. Was there? there was Luke Goss, which was Prince Nuwata from uh, Hellboy Two. Oh, or, yeah. And uh, he was also in uh, Blade Two mm-hmm. as the main uh, Reaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what else. I, I wrote a lot of notes down about stuff that I wanted to mention about uh, Horror Hound. Let's see. Okay, we go there. We're hanging out. You know, the, be- the honest to be honest with you, it was fun to go and get everyone's autograph and stuff like that. But the best thing was was actually hanging out with all the other podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they were there. It was cool. Like the guys from Obscure Eighties mm-hmm. and uh, Drunken Zombie and. Uh, Brother D and Bren were there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just tons, just tons of podcasts. There were other podcasts, but those are basically I hung out with the members of those podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, those. and uh, there's the I, I don't know if you've listened to the Obscure Eighties lately, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a member of that. Her name is Trouble, and uh, well, that's that's not her real name, but I will not divulge her real name. Yes, because she has a regular life. I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Corey Haim was there. Yeah, and. Uh, Freaking trouble kept saying, oh, "I feel so sorry for Corey Haim because he just looks so beat." Yeah, you know, and he just and he was always going around trying to get attention and you know stuff like that. And like for instance, one day he walked by 
uh, I was sitting in the in the hotel lobby, just kind of texting or, or twittering or something like that down in the seat because I was I was like tired the whole time, mm-hmm. so I just stayed up way too late. But uh, he starts coming through and singing, "It's hard out there for a pimp." Oh, and I just like pulled my hat down over my head, so he said, <laughs> "Please don't look at me." But you know, but, uh. but that's the type of stuff he was doing the whole time. He kept walking around and you know talking to people, and people would just kind of like, "What, dude?" Almost as if to say, dude, we've all seen your uh, your reality show. We have all lost any respect or anything like that for you because you were a whore for money and ruined your reputation completely. Yeah. But anyway, so she's sitting there saying, oh, she feels so sorry for him, you know. And, and I'm just like, why are you feeling sorry for him? He did it to himself. He's a big deal, though, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking about it. She brings it up again. Or, or she says something. I don't remember. But then I said, quit feeling sorry for Corey Haim right at that moment. Walks by, looks at me right in the eyes, and I'm and he just keeps walking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh no, another instance of Mike's big mouth <laughs> creating an uncomfortable situation. Did, did his eyes tear up or anything? No, but he looked all like like pissed, and then he probably walked away because he's a tiny little dude. And, Is he? Oh well, I mean, he's probably he's, he's not as, he's not as I don't as you. I oh I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's grown any since the Lost Boys. So oh, that's <laughs> funny. Not really. But no, it was cool, you know. I mean, hanging out with all those guys, they made me feel welcome, you know. Mm-hmm. They gave me someone to hang out with, and it was cool. You know, you know it's good to hear that those get, you know, that the people are the same yeah. off, you know. You don't have any douchebags that are just well, full of themselves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, if there were, I didn't really meet any. Yeah. I didn't meet all the podcasters that were there. There were a few that, you know, just kind of came in like, I think... Um, Steven showed up, right? No, Steven did not show up. He didn't? No, I oh. guess he his work just went too far. I, I got him a bumper, too, oh, good. Uh, from uh, Tom Savini. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, so he was, I think he was pretty stoked about that. I felt bad because I was going to – I did that the like pretty much the last – my last trip through the convention hall, and I was going to plan – I was planning on getting him some more on Sunday, but I slipped in way too late oh, and yeah. was just, like, too tired, and I was like, I'm not going in there again. I did go in Sunday – Right at four. I mean, I went in, you know, just a, a couple times. I think I got a couple of last um, autographs, but I did go in there. And, the, like, the at four o'clock, it closed at five, and it was going to be over. And I just went and bought a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, all all that new stuff over there. Uh-huh. I just got it for, like, really cheap. Oh, so nice. It's like, that's, that's the best. That's a good idea to do cool. right at the end. Well, I, you know, it's either that or they have to pack it home. So Right. I don't know. I guess, but anyways, that was it. It was. I mean, I, I mean, it was so. It was so much fun. Hanging, it, the the best parts were hanging out with the like the drunken zombie and obscure eighties mm-hmm. guys. You know, that's cool, man. And of course, uh, Slug and Connie were all there. Slug was like was like my you, yeah. Except for I didn't give as much shit, really, as I would have given you. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for holding back. Well, it makes me feel loved that you would not do that waste to it your on, to on you. Slug. Yeah, <laughs> saving it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Slug was the one that kept hitting me on Twitter. Hey, update. Hey, you're a pussy. Get here. Yeah. All that stuff. But <laughs> well, it was fun though. I, I mean, I don't know. There was there was a, a few movies that were being uh, screened there. I only caught three of them. I caught uh, a movie called Quench. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm watching Quench. Okay, and basically they just put you in a little like a smaller convention room meeting rooms there in the hotel and uh you know they put it up they have like a i guess a dvd player but they have a projection that they'll put it onto something so we're watching this this show and you know it's a pretty indie production and whatnot and the, the director was there and he was talking to us and whatnot 
So we go in. Basically what it is, it's about these, um, I don't know, these just regular dudes from Indiana who decide that they, that they want to look all goth and, or like vampires and stuff. And uh, they, we find out that they are sanguinarians, which they, in order to become part of a group, they drink each other's blood mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there was, there was a, the dude there watching the movie. That that uh, and mind you, this is this is the first movie that I've seen at a screening that I've seen at a convention. So I'm sitting there watching it, and this dude just starts like just kind of yelling and trying to get people to to laugh. Oh my gosh, you went to Hot Topic, it, you know. And so I, I thought to myself, you know, my first reaction was to say, "Shut the fuzz up," you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, but I thought to myself, is this normal? You know, I mean, I don't. I if this is how it is at uh, screenings, I don't want to overstep the line. Yeah, you know. But, uh, you know, it wasn't that good of a movie, but the dude kept, he kept just yelling and stuff like that. And I was, I was just, I was kind of getting pissed, but then I was like, eh, whatever. Anyways, later on in the convention, I saw him and I go, dude, you're one funny mother. Uh, you know, yelling hot topic a bunch of times during that. He goes, oh, you know, I just, I just like to enjoy the movies and you know, stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I'm kidding. That was really, you're being a jackass. He's like, (laughs) he's like, oh, what? Oh, no, well, you know, I was just trying to be funny, just lighten the mood. I'm all, well, screw you. Uh, you know, basically. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't remember exactly what I said. Well, I'm, oh, you're an idiot. Caught an, I caught a couple other ones. I caught one called Plague Town, uh-huh. but I was so tired, I fell asleep during it. And then I caught, have you ever heard of the movie Martyrs? No. Okay, so it's like this French film about uh, one, of the, one of the most brutal films that I've ever seen in my life. Really? Basically, what it is, is. I don't know how much of it I should give away, so I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put on a spoiler alert. We're not. I'm not gonna review it, and I'm not gonna tell you what happens at the end or anything like that. But uh, give us, give us a minute. Anyway, so okay, so it's this movie about this uh, group of people in France. I, I assume it's France. That uh, what they try to do is they they want to create a martyr, which which in their definition is a witness to the other side. They're trying to basically find out what's on the other side for with with in, in no within a surety. Hmm. So basically what they do is they found through all their trial and error that the that young women are the most apt to have one of these experiences. Oh. So basically they steal these young women, they torture them to the point where, you know, they they just basically give up. You know, they they give up and then then, then apparently they're supposed to see the other side and then they want to come back and report. But basically just like an existentialist Torture porn for an existentialist, you know, but whatever. It was, I mean, it was so brutal and and wicked. There was a dude there named Patrick who was a friend of the Obscure 80s guys that was was behind me standing up watching the movie. And the whole time he was just like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it was a pre- it was it was wild, but I don't I you know it's hard to say whether I liked it or not. It, it was repulsive, uh-huh. and it was uh, disturbing. But uh, that I guess that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. But I don't know. It was freaking wicked. It got it got really too brutal. Oh wow! Way too brutal. Really? For my delicate sensibilities, <laughs> you know. I don't know. That takes a lot. Oh, it was. I mean, it was it was brutal. And, and here the whole time there, these just like you know girls, maybe nineteen or twenty, and they're just getting beat, beat, and just dominant. It was it was bad. Huh. But it may have been good. I'll have to watch. That's another one I'm gonna have to watch again before I give my final opinion on. You know, right now I'm leaning towards maybe it was a little over the top, but who knows? Hello there. I am a computer. 
and I am here to tell you about a fantastic new discovery. It is a little something they call, it came from the basement, every week, Dead Mike and Jeff Crazy, talk about horror movies, rumors, reviews and get really drunk, since I am, just a computer, I have no need for such idiotic behavior, I would rather spend my time looking for pornography, on the internet, well at least that is what my owner tells me to do. If you, can convince your user, to give up the one-handed typing for just a moment, send them to www.itcamefromthebasement.wordpress.com or my space.com slash basement podcast. Takes it in the behind. 
takes it in the behind. All right, man. So, uh, do you want to get into some voicemails? Let's do it. Hey, Mike and Sam, this is Stone Man Rock Guy. I uh, have been missing you guys. Um, you sounded a little somber on your last uh, podcast, the Redneck episode. I was uh, surprised there wasn't as much uh, unabashed, uh, you know, just random sexual jokes and, uh, you know, off-color jokes, which, uh, you know, make your, your podcast more fun to listen to. Please keep it up. Uh, Sam, I wanted to tell you that I really appreciate when you uh, do the who else said that. I, I missed that when you stopped that. In fact, I like that better, that segment better than uh, what did I learn personally. But, uh, and I wanted to let you guys know that I absolutely love House of a Thousand Corpses. I own the soundtrack, surprisingly, which has like little audio clips of the movie throughout. And um, it's so funny. And I own those, uh, it has like uh, who else, who else will mow your lawn or something? There's a good song in there about mowing, mowing your lawn or something. It's really funny. Um, and I sure you get this all the time, but I wanted to suggest for you um, that you might want to do a slasher episode. Um, I just watched uh, the Going to Pieces, the Rise and Fall of the Slasher genre, and that that uh, is so awesome. I love it. So I've been trying to like look at all these uh, obscure slashers I've never. Uh, heard of before like the initiation and stuff like that and uh, i'd love to hear you guys takes on you know maybe a couple of the more obscure ones like girls night out or something so uh anyways keep up the work good work guys uh you know i'm missing you every other week but uh you know as long as you're still doing it talk to you guys later Hey, thanks for that, Stone Man. And, and you know what? I really appreciate that. It's funny because who else said that? We're getting a little bit stale. And so, uh, you know, I did it on the the Redneck episode, and I had full intention of doing it again with uh, with with the episodes today with the movies we're going to talk about. But but there there wasn't really much of substance. It was so generic as far as the dialogue goes. There wasn't anything really creative that I could do, and I really listened for it. So I'm hoping next week when we do Asian uh, Asian horror that uh, that I'll find some good stuff on the. Uh, uh, translation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as far as House of a Thousand Corpses is concerned, thanks mm. for the backup. Because you know what? I've been getting it both ways. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Uh, <I've> been... <laughs> well, I've been getting people email like a lot of emails saying that they loved it or they hated it. Uh, one guy, I can't remember, and, and we didn't do a lot of emails this time. In fact, we should go over a couple because I was corrected on something. McPierce corrected me on one, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that right right after this. But anyways, so but I got I got oh I love it and oh I it was stupid. You know Rob Zombie was too glossy for what he was trying to do. And uh, just wait for Vaughn's voicemail because he's about to kick Sam in the balls. Oh great! With the coming up with one of his. Oh great! But uh, no, other than that, I'm glad. You know, I can't help it. I liked it. I don't. I know if it was cheap, if it was cheating, whatever. Uh, I can't help it. And uh, why do you think we were somber last time? I don't know. I bet you it was just. I'll tell you what. It, the, just bi- being busy leaves, you know. You know, I think that's what and it that's, was. And that's all it is. Because we had just come off of, we had decided to go every other week because it was really busy. And I think we were, I mean, we're really busy. So well, we, we hurried and we got to it because the movies were great. 
Absolutely. I don't know why we were somber, but well, and hopefully, and hopefully that changes. And I don't, I don't think we're going to be this episode or anything like that. You just, I mean, everyone does it; they get worn out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's not, it's not the podcast that's wearing me out. It's just all the, it's all the other stuff. Right. It has, unfortunately, has higher priority, like you know, my job and my right. family and, you know, stuff that seems insignificant. Well, and we've been throwing, we've been throwing out some ideas of of how we could do it on a weekly basis, maybe without having to invest the time of watching three movies. Right. And so we're working that through because we may be able to do that. It may be a shorter episode right. uh, every other week, but we, we probably would be able to do that. Or every so, week, though. Yeah, but that would be every week so we can put something out. Because, I mean, I, we love doing this. And then, honestly, once Absolutely. we get here doing it, it's a stress reliever. Yeah, in fact, it's funny because we started recording this morning at 9 a.m. Yeah. Just because that's when we could fit. And I was so tired. And I was yeah. just like, but, you know, you wake right up. Yeah, no. You, once you get into it and you just you start going, it's it's awesome. So of course I get my ass into it. work and I'll start I'll fall asleep again. So, uh, who cares? <laughs> well, I was up till three in the morning watching the last hour of uh, of the no third way. movie we're going to talk oh about. Oh my gosh! So yeah, we'll see what happens. Unbelievable. Okay, cool. Let's go to the next one. All right. Hey guys, it's your buddy Day is from Dread Media. I'm just calling to uh, say hi and say that I listened to the latest episode as I do every episode. Uh, Twenty eight. Yes. Uh, inbred redneck horror, love the theme, um, even though it's very cliched and often done very poorly, I often enjoy those types of films. Deliverance is a classic, uh, and Wrong Turn is really, really, really fun. Um, Rob Schmidt went on to do uh, Right to Die, uh, the Masters of Horror episode, which I count among my favorite. It might actually be my all overall favorite Masters of Horror episode. I loved it, and he just did that alphabet killer. But uh, yes, I I do understand the people who say that Wrong Turn two uh, that they liked it better. I do think that Wrong Turn is a better film, especially a better horror film. Just that scene under the table is uh, is pretty iconic. But Wrong Turn two is redonkulous. They up the gore, and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's really great to watch, though. So definitely check that out. But, wow, the reverence for House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Um, <clears throat> there's actually only two things that I really liked about House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, the menu screen on the DVD that I first watched it on, I actually, I've to be very, no, I've watched it twice. It was on TV once, on a pay-per-view once. So I've seen it uh or digital cable, whatever. You don't even need to know that. I, uh, <laughs> when I first watched it on DVD, there's a menu screen with Sid Haig that pops up and he talks to you. And it is fucking creepy. Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding. And um, that really terrified me right off the bat. And that was better than everything in the movie, I think. <laughs> um, it, it blew me away because I enjoy when a movie makes me feel like I'm not in control. And that made me feel like I'm not in control. However, the rest of the movie came nowhere near living up to it. Actually, the one thing that did come close to living up to it is that absolutely great um, shot of uh, Bill Mosley's character. I can't remember his name at this point. Um, pointing the gun at the, sh- at the, uh, the sheriff or the deputy and then the camera pulling away from up high. Really great shot. I loved it, but you know, I thought the movie kind of sucked. But anyway, Devil's Rejects is very obviously his best film and um another film that sort of makes you feel like you're not in control at certain points so good stuff hope to see better stuff from rob zombie in the future because uh he's one for three as far as i'm concerned uh i'll keep listening you guys keep making them
Bye. Dude, it's always good to hear from Dez over at Dread Media. He was one of the he was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Yeah. Turned me on to the whole podcasting thing. He's badass. That's awesome. You know what? My question though is is uh he lives in Canada. And I guess they have rednecks up there. I assume they do. Do they? Oh, I'm sure. They've got a lot of territory for that going on. Okay. You know, maybe it's all cold though. Yeah, if you have provinces instead of states, you probably have rednecks. <laughs> More than more. So. I, I was gonna say, why we don't have provinces? We got a shitload of rednecks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, talking about House of a Thousand Corpses, I, I see. I told you. I mean, I back and forth. Yeah. People are. I didn't like it. I did. I loved it. I didn't like it. But um, one thing that Des brings up is the intro. It was he's right. That thing is is awesome. In fact, I was uh, when I watched it for the episode. Now oh, it's been a long time now, but. He, it's like you go up there and you have to ring the bell for service before any of the menu comes up, and you ring it and he goes, he says, "Holy my, I'm gonna come there and kick your ass!" And all, you know, and of course, in the Captain Spaulding stuff, uh-huh. he just he'll he'll just basically insult you for a while as you oh, really? as you go through. It's it that is actually awesome. And I, you know, is it the best thing in the movie? Des thinks so. I I mean, I love the movie, but yeah. and that's awesome. But I don't know that for the first scene in the movie, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the first scene where. Where he's talking to that dude about sticking a pencil by your eye, and, <laughs> and uh, the, anyway, I won't even go into that because we don't need we don't we don't need to spend time talking about uh, horny retards. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, wrong turn. I you know what the thing is is you know how alien. I was thinking about this right after I got the call from him. Wrong turn versus wrong turn two. It's almost like alien versus aliens. I mean, I'm not going to give mm. it the the reverence that, that aliens deserve. I don't think it's that good of, of that good a series. But the first one was kind of more uh, horror, and the second one was kind of a little more action and over mm. the top, mm. you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe people disagree with me, but uh, I I liked them both, you know. But I still think the first one's the best in both series. Huh. So I don't know. Good good stuff. Hey, what's up, brother? It's brother D. How y'all doing? I just called to hear Mike's voice again because uh, I miss him. All right, bye. Aww. Sounds like you have a stalker. <laughs> yes. You know what? I there could be uh, there could be a lot worse people stalking me than Brother D. You should hear him bust out his beatbox. Oh, really? Yeah, he dominates. No, those guys were so cool at Horror Hound, man. It was that. To be honest with you, that was the best part. That yeah. was that was the most fun going out. Is hanging out with. I just broke your pen. That's fine. I have plenty of them. I borrowed Sam's pen, and then I just broke it. I'm a jerk. No, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, dude, thanks for the call. You know, it's funny. And, well, it's not funny. It's funny to, to now that it's over. But uh, so Brother D and Bren, they had to get on the plane. Uh, so, let's see, Monday morning at 6 a.m. So, I mean, they had, oh. to be, they had to be there like at what, like 4.35 oh. or something like that? Yeah. They had to be there. They flew into Denver. And, uh, you know, just because just then they're going to hop on a plane in Denver and head out. Well, they so – I can't remember exactly what happened, but they were rerouted. They ended up in Pueblo, Colorado. They had to get bussed back up to Denver. Then they had this huge lay, layover there. Or something. I don't know exactly what happened. They oh, were, my gosh. They were Twittering as it was, it was, it was going on. But uh, I, I didn't have to go out until 4 o'clock Eastern time, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I, went, I went right through Denver and got right home. I was probably home. Four hours before they were. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know they kept. I kept checking the Twitter, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm not. There's gonna- nothing worse than having your travel plans screwed up. That that sucks. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say. Oh, that's too bad. I'm already home. That's a big <laughs> deal, though. No, but 
Yeah, we're glad everybody got home okay, even though uh, Slug and uh, Slug's girlfriend, Connie, they drove, they drove nine hours. Oh, my god! They got there. They get nine freaking hours. And uh, the first little while they were there, they blew out three of their tires because of a, uh, a freaking pothole. After all that driving, they get there. These potholes on in that area were ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, it's like you saw like little kids swimming in there, busted three tires. That would piss me off. Yeah. Hey guys, your message still sucks. This is Stacy. Um, I'm watching something that is epic. Epic is really the only word I can use to describe it. It's called Rock and Roll Nightmare: The Edge of Hell. And it stars John Michael Thor, who's a uh, credited as bodybuilder slash rocker. Uh, it was made in 1987. And, um, yeah, he's got big hair and he's fighting against Beelzebub. And he just squished a bunch of latex uh, octopus puppets. It is fucking epic. i got to figure out where he got his, isle- got his eyeliner because uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it already because, uh, wow. Hi, guys, it's me again. I'll make it quick, I promise. I just I had to tell you. Sparklers repel the devil. Remember this. Sparklers repel the devil, and apparently so do bodybuilders. This is important. I think they're trying to tell us something. Bye. You know what? You're doing a good thing, Sam, because people are starting to look out for things that they learned from movies. Oh, I'm so glad. Sparklers repel the devil. You know what else repels the devil? What? If you sleep with a boner. And you point it up so the blanket's right over the top of it so it's just sticking up all night. Never been attacked while I do that. <laughs> what if you got a big curvy one? It comes up and curves and like points at your face. Well, that's you have to you have to wear a brace for that. Didn't haven't you heard of that? Damn, a penis brace to straighten it out. That, that's a serious thing. I usually can, use because you know silly what happens. To uh, to to create a, a, a base there for that. You know what why the that's a, are we talking? You know about? why that's a big deal why? though. Because why that's a big deal though? <laughs> deal though, that's uh, funny. Uh, that's funny. Because if you let that thing curve, and in the natural progression of things, you get more well endowed, you'll end up screwing yourself in the ass. Wow, I cannot wait. I'm not saying. Wow, I mean, never mind. What? I I don't know. <sighs> I, I'm just I'm just hey, uh, I'm watching what, out for people. What the crap, dude? You just start dropping bombs like that? Sorry, man. Freaking yeah. boner. What, what is that? I thought. I'm just telling. I you. thought that was that was uh, how I found water in the desert. <laughs> Yours points down. <laughs> no, it just takes me to where I'm going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, rock and roll nightmare. I've never seen it. We'll have to. You know what? I, what somebody brought up the idea of us doing a uh, a rock and roll like show where uh, like hard rock zombies. We should do this rock and roll nightmare. Maybe something like the Black Roses or something. I don't know. Some cheesy eighties. Yeah. Metal show. That would be that would be awesome. Yo, what up, bromance? <laughs> it's Mr. Horror here. Um, I just I a little while ago I was listening to your uh, inbred redneck episode. You know your latest episode. Thought it was awesome. But the reason why I called, I was just wa- I literally just got done watching House of Thousand Corpses, and what I have to call and talk about real fast is the ending. Spoiler: the ending. The ending was so amazing because. I'm not talking about you know, the last 10 minutes, last 20 minutes. I'm talking about the last 30 seconds, last 20 seconds, whatever. The girl gets picked up, the survivor, I guess you could call her. She gets picked up by Captain Spolton. She gets in. He's like, oh, my God, what the hell happened to you? She's like, oh, I escaped. I need help. So the nice guy Captain Spolting is, she says, all right, sit back, relax. I'll get you some help. So she sits back. She relaxes. All of a sudden, you see Otis 
pop out from the back, and I'm like, holy shit. Still, I mean, this isn't the first time I've seen it. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened. But it's just, it was awesome, because then he, like, lifts up his hand with a knife. You think he's going to stab. He probably did, but you didn't see it. And it cuts right to where she's with Dr. Satan. And I just thought that was awesome, because it only shows, like, five seconds with her with Dr. Satan. But I, I kind of wanted to see more. Maybe it's extra. I don't know. But... I thought it was so awesome because if you're like me, the camera angles of when she was in the car with Spalding, you probably thought, like the first time you were watching the movie, you probably thought something was going to happen. You probably thought, you know, somebody's going to pop up or Captain Spalding is going to do something. But no, Otis popped up and, oh, God, I just, I just can't get enough of watching that. I had to rewind. I had to go back the last 30 seconds just to watch it again because it's just the way that Otis popped up. And the the camera, it, like zoomed in, and the music, it was it was just awesome. I I just had to call and just let you guys know I need to vent about that real quick. So anyway, you guys are doing a great job. Still listen to your show. I'll will never get old. But um, so keep up the good work, guys. All right, man. Peace. That's that was that was interesting. I've never heard a two minute recap of a thirty second piece of film. But <laughs> no, you know what? That's interesting because now I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. And and because I I didn't really take in all that artistic stuff that he had talked about, I just kind of took it for granted that, that things just kind of happened. You know what I liked about that part too is the fact that uh, okay we go we go through this whole bleak situation where everyone's dying, and then finally we get a little bit of uh, a relief. Somebody made it. Nope, dead. Yeah. You know we're all depressed. Yeah. Uh, whoever I watch that with for the first time gets pissed off at that part, and I freaking <laughs> love, just was like, oh yeah. Uh, I always just look over, look at them, and they're just like, that's fuzz it. No, that's a great What's observation. Wrong with this? That's a great observation. By the way, thanks for all the nice words. Yeah. Even though, you know, uh, you say it'll never get old. Well, I don't know. I get a little sick of myself hearing myself talk. <laughs> hey, dickheads. Did I hear correctly that Sam said that House of a Thousand Corpses is what Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have been? Don't you understand that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of the bases on which that House of the Corpus was made? I think that's one of the movies he used as a reference point. Huh? <laughs> Fucking noob. God damn it, and you guys are going to be gone for two weeks, so I can't even, like, this response won't even get out for another two fucking weeks. Oh, fucking Christ. Yeah, House of the Corpus wasn't bad. It was overrated. Because it sat on the shelf for three years, and the thing is, it didn't sit on the shelf for three years because it couldn't get mar- it couldn't get a a fucking uh, company to release it. It actually was released by it was going to be released by one company. I noticed, and they shelved it because was it because Zombie made rep- he said he said something bad or supposedly said something bad about that about that film company, so they shelved it. And then they went from another company to another company until finally the one company I forget who fucking released it released it. And I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was over. I thought it was overhyped. But I, because I, it's not bad. But I, I don't know. Um, but I liked uh, was it uh, fucking Devil's Rejects more because I think it's more of an over the top horror movie than it should have been. Um, yeah, Sam fucking saying that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a, is a film that they should have looked at and said, oh yeah, make this. Yeah, you're fucking stupid, dude. Stupid. Nah, you know, I, I say this out of love, but in all reality, you're a goddamn fucking polygamist asswipe. Ugh, oh, that was mean.
whatever. It's against Sam. I'm not saying it toward the mic. And Wrong Turn 2 is a better movie than Wrong Turn, even though I don't particularly like Joe Lynch and his wackiness. Uh, I don't know. I don't like Elijah Dushku. I don't think she's a great actress like everybody else fucking you know, jerks off to her, to her perky titties and whatnot. All right, I think I've rambled enough. You know who this is. Uh, Vaughn, if you don't remember. Fucking polygamous utards. That's the word I wanted to use. You're utards. That's it. All right, good day. You know, Vaughn always tells it like it is. You know, you got to give that guy credit because he definitely speaks his mind. You know, in the in the in the the bad thing about that is, is if he knew what he was talking about, he'd actually be a real douche. Okay, but it's a good thing he has his head up his ass at least twelve hours a day. Lack of oxygen going up there, you know. That's cool. You know what? You can you can call names. Does, but does he think that I said that they should have made Texas Chainsaw Massacre after a thousand house with no. a thousand corpses? No, no. Basically, I think I think what the thing is is uh, is you say it was very offensive, and I noticed this too. Yeah. When you said that, oh man, house with a thousand corpses, which Texas Chainsaw Massacre wishes it could be, or something, something like that. Oh. It's like th- that was this was oh. the primordial sludge of. You know that type of horror movie. Yeah. It was te- it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre and House of a Thousand Corpses came later, and kind of was an evolution, a, 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 an evolution or a de-evolution, depending on who you ask. But uh, uh, no, but that that's what he meant. He can call me names if he wants. I, well, you know, I stand by that comment. Well, you got to realize something too is when somebody just starts dropping like names and stuff like that, it's just to credit their intelligence. <laughs> and you know, Vaughn. Well, I don't I don't know what that says about you, man. I mean, I'm just you know, I don't want to start a flame war, you know. But uh, by the way, if you want to, if you want to be a part of the douchebag pot, podcasting network, yeah, we need to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that that's your that's your competition. Do you, <laughs> do you think we get up it to that level? I can't. I'm wondering. Well, let's see what he actually sent us in another Sweet. one. Sweet. But uh, and uh, I think he I think he hurls some other insults at us, so I can't <laughs> wait. What's this shit about combos? Who the fucking this is combos? Huh? Ah. Uh. Oh, yeah, and, and, and what is it, fucking Salt Lake? You're so much better than Chicago. What, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Salt Lake, great. You know, a whole bunch of Mormons living in fucking caves with their 86 wives. That's manly. Chicago fucking built this country. Every car you drive, where do you think it came from at one time? Chicago. You fuckers. Ah, uh, Combos? Who the fuck this is Combos? You're not gonna say it's manly enough. Fucking little pizza, pizza pretzel goodness with cheese in the middle. Fucking fantastic. What's wrong with you people? How dare you put down combos? Goddamn, you tarts probably don't even have combos. Goddamn it! I did not know there was so much love and so much passion <laughs> for a snack, dude. I, you know what? I I just have to bow. I just have to bow to the douchebaggery. I don't really know how to re- respond to that. Cause it's just like I'm gonna uh, call him out on something. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking about every car coming from Chicago. Wasn't it Detroit? It's Detroit, dumbass. <laughs> Come on, Vaughn. Well, and, and, and it is. What do, do you not like combos? I mean, what, what? Have you ever had them? I've never combos, even had them. They're all right. They're not my. They're. I mean, they're not my snack of choice. But apparently, they've got a lot of a great research team saying that uh, Chicago is the the 46 manliest. And uh, yeah, listen. Hey. Listen, that's we're not bagging on combos. Do you know how manly you have to be to have forty six wives? Okay, and exactly. keep them happy. You got to be on your toes. Dude, you're nailing two a day. Let's see you do that. 
to a day, and in Utah we have a different uh, we have a different calendar where there's 23 <laughs> days a week. So all right, one and a half a day. Okay. My bad. What? Whoa, how does that... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know he gets the crown of. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't really know what to say. Hey, listen, the guy's passionate about his snacks and about his wrong city and cars, and <laughs> the F word. I mean, well, what else can we well, say? Well, listen, listen. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that that was a drunken ram- rage. I, he's probably a very mean drunk. He's been playing the drinking game, and we have been giving cause for people to take their drinks. So now we appreciate the uh, the input. Well, at least he's given us attention. Is that is that? I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I'm try. I'm trying to look at this as a good thing somehow. It is a good thing. Trying to be positive. Do we play all of our voicemails? Most of well, the that's voicemail. true. It's most of the voicemails. Hello, Cadaver Lab, Mike and Sam. It's Corey again from Midnight Podcast. I loved episode twenty-eight. I think uh, redneck horror is really freaky a lot of times. And actually, you know, there are people exactly like you've seen, like Deliverance, uh, still living up in the hills. Uh, Talk to Danny and, and Lucas over at the Midnight Horror Show because they're kind of around that uh, part of the country. So they, they just did a show here not long ago about that. And, yep, yep, it's pretty accurate and pretty freaky. But, uh, you know, and I have to share, uh, you know, the love of House of a Thousand Corpses with you. I really like it, you know, even though it's not necessarily cool to like it because everybody bashes this movie and i think it is it you know it all comes back to that uh, a lot of people don't really get rob zombie and what he's all about even though they think they do a lot of people think they they know exactly what rob zombie's all about and and why he does the things that he does and and why his why he's stylistically like he is, and a lot of people don't get it, and they don't understand it, I don't think, and so a lot of people just dismiss it as, as uh, just weird or pretentious or, or whatever. But I loved it. I love House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, yeah, great stuff. And I just wanted to comment on the Killing Joke song, Millennium. That's a great song, and I love Killing Joke. But if you haven't heard it already, Fear Factory, which is a great band, Fear Factory did a great cover of that song on their Transgression album and uh so yeah good stuff but uh excellent excellent job as always guys love the cadaver lab i'll talk to you guys later thanks dude Corey. it's good to hear from you man Heck yeah dude uh he was saying that uh they're still you know the mountain men living out there these redneck type of dudes and he was saying that we should talk to uh um danny and lucas from the midnight horror show i actually tried to get a hold of them but uh they don't have a phone or anything in their cabin when they're living up there in the mountains. I I tried. I tried to get a hold of them. What you know? It's that Vaughn. It's a Vaughn that that what made me want to start some shit. Well, you know what's funny, and I was going to refer back to Vaughn. It's <clears throat> Vaughn talks about the polygamous, and and there is that stuff that goes on in Utah. Uh-huh. And there, I made a joke. Uh, uh, well, th- there's there's one thing I was going to talk about with the movies, and it was about the the, the polygamous and, and their children and things like that. Uh-huh. I actually worked with a guy who went to homes where they put their children that have genetic problems, and there's some. He said, "No way." They they actually keep them in another place, and they they have very serious medical problems, like 
organs born on the outside of their when they're born they're on the outside of their body weird bone diseases that really disfigure their faces so i mean this the movies that we're going to talk about are not too far off from that with the polygamous stuff but that stuff really still goes on so von joking around about it it's not mainstream utah but it's around where is it like down south no there's like complexes there's complexes down in draper Really? Like in the south part of Salt Lake City, if you go down uh, down Bangor Highway, you'll see some houses off, and they build walls up now. But there's houses that have like a whole bunch of rooms. You can see them, and there's different compounds, and they live. You right gotta there. be shitting me! One of the biggest garbage disposal companies, A One, A One Disposal, yeah. owned by Polygamous. There's no a way. large shoe company here that's owned by Polygamous. Really? They're, they're, yeah, it's it's bizarre. so it's all true what they say. Uh, it's all true. We're not. Fortunately, but it's all true. Well, that could be changed. I mean, we could we could maybe made to see the light, you know. Uh. <laughs> no, but it's also good to hear Corey's take on House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, you know? and and again, you know, how, what are we? I don't know. We had kind of a middle of the road, but is there anybody that's more credibility than Corey? <sighs> no, there's not. That's right. Well, and the thing is, is we we didn't go over any emails because in the interest of time for this episode. But uh, actually, there's one email I forgot to mention. Mick Pierce said, you know how I said that that. Uh, when the kid was playing the banjo, and I said he mm-hmm. was doing things. I, I guess I was wrong. The shirt they made, and so there was a whole different guy wrapped around this kid playing. I did read that from Okay, him. so anyway. <laughs> That's pretty um, cool. You know, but I've, been, I've, probably, I've probably received about, I guess we, I mean, I freaking love House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we talked, we, that we just, that when it came off, that, that it was like the greatest movie ever made. And it, I, it is still one of my favorites, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we got, I mean, we probably got, you know, fifteen twenty emails just about House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. and it's it's wild. It's just, I mean, well, and I think it goes back to where it falls into your your watching horror. I yeah. the first time I watched this, I had not been watching horror movies. Saw it at the theater, it freaked me out. Yeah. It really stuck with me for I still remember that. And so to come back and watch it again and not be as terrified, but still remember some of those elements in the movie, it affected me. And that's how uh, you know people like movies for different reasons because they affect you. This one affected me. You know so, what? It's, there it's, you go. It's really nice you can sit and talk with a straight face when you're big, being such a pussy about it. All right. I'm just come on. It's true. Come on. It's I'm true. Just teasing. It's true. Mike, Sam, I give to you the greatest moment. In Cadaver Lab podcast history. Maybe in all of podcast history. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. Disgusting. (laughs) Well, I just pictured you eating mayonnaise. It was disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> you have to keep that in there. I can't believe you're going to lose it over no, there. No, I'm going to edit that out. It was gross, so like it was all creamy and started getting light. Oh, that's, yeah, that's sick. <laughs> Anyways, I take a pre. I take that thing in there. And Well, looks like somebody just got themselves a new ringtone. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome. You know what's funny is I haven't gone back and listened to him after we record lately. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Eating, the thought of eating mayonnaise is, is disgusting. Squishing it between your teeth and all that? 
<laughs> You're not, I'm not. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> oh my! I thank you so much for bringing that back up. I love to relive those hilarious things. And uh, oh my gosh, that, uh, that was Tony from the Firearms Cafe podcast. Thanks a lot for bringing that up. My shame back up to the public eye. Thanks a lot. That's awesome. Oh uh, well, that's all we got for voicemails today. Well, and we're a little, we're running a little late, so uh, I'll cut that part up. Anyway, so we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with the basket case series. Do you remember when the Rubik's Cube was the toy of choice? When Reaganomics saved the world, Tang was everyone's favorite drink. Do you remember when wrestlers were cool? If so, you should check out the Obscure 80s show over at www.obscure80s.com. Join the Wrecking Crew each week as they wax all nostalgic about the best decade ever, the 80s. Check them out on the web, and remember to always stay awesome. Gentlemen, we have a special guest here tonight. I'd like to introduce you to Snorkel the Shark. Everybody say hi. Oh, wow, Dev, these guys are, this is your audience. Eh? Yeah, Snorkel, it's pretty cool. We've been hanging out, they're really nice to us. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of boring. They actually kind of suck. Snorkel, don't be mean. Look at these guys, they're beautiful. Look at them, they're all wonderful. Nope, nope, these guys fucking suck. And that guy over there, you, sir, got hit by the ugly stick, run over by the ugly truck, dragged to ugly town on an ugly fucking pony. You guys suck! You should be inside watching Madonna on Live 8 in her big oily, tangy gorilla ass. Snorkel! Really? I love you! Don't be like this to the crowd! Well, play the single then. It's the only fucking thing they know from strapping. All right, ladies and gentlemen! Fuck you! This is love!
Brian, welcome back. All right, so we, of course, are going to talk about the Basket Case trilogy. Now, who gave us this idea? Um, this- it was Jason from SRS Cinema. Okay. And, uh, wow. I, you know, the thing is, is I had seen the original Basket Case years ago. Oh, re- and you didn't years, know it before? I, well, I knew what it was, but I, but God, I could not remember it. When I sat here and watched it again, I was just like, did I even see this movie yeah. before? I, you know, I, I remembered nothing of it. And uh, I don't know. I'm glad I remembered nothing because it, I'm just glad I could re-experience <laughs> the, that one. Anyway, so Basket Case came out in 1982. What is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Some of the tenants claim to have heard noises coming from this room. Like someone on a rampage. What's in the basket? You're that kid Needleman warned me about. The Bradley boy. The freak we separated. I know an awful lot of guys, Dwayne. But you're... different. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? What's in the basket? My brother. <laughs> Open it, if you dare. Basket case. All three of these movies were directed and written by Frank Hennenlotter, who also did uh, Frankenhooker. You ever seen that? I did. You see love Frankenhooker. I did see that. Uh, the original Basket Case, the IMDb gave it a five point eight, uh, but the budget was. Uh, give me, give me an estimate on what you think the budget was. I'm gonna say. Remember, it's 1982. Seven hundred fifty thousand. Thirty-five k. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> no. Well, at least according to Wikipedia, I'm not kidding you. Belial, their Belial would cost more than that. Their Belial costs like thirty four nine ninety nine, and then and then they then everybody else split like a, a like a, a rock of cocaine for their payment or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this star this starring uh, Kevin Van Hendrick as Dwayne Bradley, Terry Susan Smith as Sharon, and uh, Beverly Boner as Casey. Maybe Bonner, I don't know. <laughs> you can say, but, but she was in she every was the one hooker. of these. Oh yeah, she was in all three. Yeah, she was. But uh, none quite. It, it, it's funny. We'll talk about this in ba- when we go over Basket Case Two. But because Basket Case Two starts up right after Basket Case One. But uh, man, did, she, did those eight years in between the two movies not treat her well? No. But anyways, let's talk about. Let's let's go over the synopsis. Naive Dwayne Bradley arrives in New York carrying a basket containing his monstrous parasitic twin, Belial, who was so inhumanly malformed that the few people who know of his existence doubt he can even be considered a human. After their mother died giving birth to them, the conjoined twin's father loathed the sight of them and referred to them simply as the child and the monster. Embittered by the death of his beloved wife, he turns to three doctors who are his last hope of separating the twins so that Duane can have a normal life and Belial will hopefully die. Surviving the operation, the twosome tracked down and murder the three doctors responsible for separating them. So, uh, initial thoughts? 
You know, this this it was so funny because I started watching these movies at about midnight one night, uh-huh. and I watched the first one, and I was like, "How the hell do they make two more of these?" Right. And so I went right into the second one, and I couldn't turn it off. Yeah, I, it's a train wreck. Is it? You see this train wreck coming, and I actually ended up watching the first half an hour of the third one. I was up till four really All four in thirty day. in the morning watching this shit. So I'm on the plane. To I, I, can't, I think it was actually from from Indianapolis, and uh, I'm watching this on an iPod, and I'm just my I mean I don't know what it was. I was sitting by this uh, this little dude who uh, he kept looking over to kind of see what I was looking at, watching because I was just I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I just would laugh. Of course, uh, there's a huge junk alert part in this. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, <laughs> dude looks over right in the junk alert part. <laughs> Because I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude looks over. That was the last time he looked over. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, he, I don't, he didn't care after that. He's like, well, there's a dude next sitting next to me watching gay porn. And <laughs> I'm like, uh, at that point, I was so beat and tired, and I was just like, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm just going to finish watching this. It, I don't know. It was funny. My favorite thing about this, this movie was the Dwayne, the guy who played Dwayne, mm-hmm. was such – he played, like, the clueless – you know, kind of dope so well, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, he was the coolest dude just cause he was, you know, I don't know. He was awesome in this. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know why I can't really think of any lines that he said that were so cool. Just his demeanor and the way he was, was so funny. And the fact that he's in this weird situation and still, you know, trying to kind of keep it, keep it fairly under wraps. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, I, I couldn't tell. And this is, I hope this is not sacrilegious, but it kind of went the way, this trilogy kind of went the way of the Evil Dead trilogy. Uh-huh. In that I think the first movie really tried to do something. Right. And then it, it, they found, dude, the, the response to this was, this was over the top, kind of funny. Yeah. And so they just went with it for the next two movies. Yep. And Well, and the next two movies got so oh, over the top. Oh, man. And that's what I said. I, I didn't know how they were going to do, because the guy, I mean, it, you know. Uh, the way the the way the first one ends, I thought it was over. Right. And uh, but I'll tell you what, it, it was it was interesting because it was a, a pretty unique idea to have Siamese twins, one that is just horribly disfigured, to be murderers. I mean, I oh, oh. I thought you could do a lot with that, and for well, thirty five thousand dollars, now that I know that, I mean, they did pretty well. Well, and let's put it this way: the, what really, what are you, what kind of uh, a story would you have if it weren't for? You know, these two guys have psychological problems because of, you know, whatever, being separated and, yeah. and how everybody shunned them and whatever, so they go kick ass. I mean, I mean that that's, that is a great corny horror movie, yeah. you know? That's basically all this movie was. It was like bo- half the time you're going, oh, my gosh, did, they really, did I really just see that yeah. on screen? Yeah. That's, I can't believe somebody put that on screen. The other half was just laughing because it was so damn funny. Oh, my gosh. You know, there were a couple of parts. There's one part where the doctor is trying to get away from Belial. And I don't know where they came up with the name of Belial. But anyways, <laughs> he's trying to get away from him. He goes in this back closet, and he throws a whole bunch of furniture in front of the door. Uh-huh. Did you see the door open the other way? Yes. I didn't know if they did that on purpose. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. I mean, seriously, you got to. And the first time you see Belial, because it's under, I mean, he's in the basket for most right. of the time. The first time you see it. I was I, I was kind of shocked a little bit because I didn't know what to expect, and it, it was a little bit horrifying. I mean, just a little because <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen, and it was actually kind of uh-huh. creepy. The yeah, the thing when it came out with the face and the teeth, you're just like, what the hell? Well, 
and another funny another thing about that is the way they did Belial, they did it a couple of different ways. First of all, of course, you could tell that you know there was a guy who stuck his head in there, you know, and for sometimes I maybe that was in later on ones, but but uh, you know, mostly it was just puppet and really rubbery looking. Oh, I mean yeah. this thing was really rubbery looking. My favorite part of Belial though was when he went all robot chicken on us. <laughs> And they were doing stop motion yeah. stuff with him. I was like, "There is no way that I am watching this in a in a, a full on movie." You know, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. this just seems like something that that you would see on like like a comedy, like Conan O'Brien. So I'm trying to make fun of something. So, but you know what? Nope. Well, and it was. It's not like they just did stop motion because you can do stop motion like you know 50 frames a second to make it look pretty. Right. These guys want about two frames a second. <laughs> yes. I mean, he moved a ton. And the funny, the funniest part about that, because I started laughing so uh-huh. hard, was they would do the stop motion with him moving around the room and like grabbing the drawer, uh-huh. and then they'd pan away and they'd show a drawer in regular film hit the wall and blow up. <laughs> yeah. Then they'd go right back to the stop motion and him grabbing something else. They yeah. went to extreme pains oh, yeah. to show this Johnny Depp trashy hotel room moment. Oh yeah. Oh, so funny. No, it was it was so funny. It was it was. It was good. But you know what? That Casey, that prostitute. Oh, yeah. Dude, she looked like her face caught on fire and someone put out with a shovel. Did you already say she that? She was beat. No, <laughs> she was beat. She she was so freaking ugly. And well, then dude, I hardly okay. even recognized her in the third one as she was the fast food person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so 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 let me get this straight. You're kind of shocked that, a, that an old hooker that lives in a really run-down hotel room Looks like she got beat in the face. Wow. I, w- I would think that that's pretty much par for that's the course. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. And she was in Frankenhooker, too. Oh, I don't remember in Frankenhooker. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So maybe it was uh, typecasting. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that uh, this was like a sleaze fest where they, I mean, they lived like it, nothing was nice. It was all yeah. these dirty, sleazy, you know, hotel rooms and part of the town and stuff. Plus, there was a giant junk alert. Well, I don't know if the junk was giant. Well... I, I didn't look that close. Well, uh, I was on the iPod, so I mean, I had it yeah, right yeah. up next to my eye, trying to get a better look at it, and it still didn't get what I, I'm joking, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think about it because I, I remember it slapping his thighs as he's running like an Ethiopian yeah. in it was a marathon. So bouncing. Well, and it was it was like you know how they kind of go back and forth a little bit, yeah. like their legs are a little bit cross-legged and they're running. I mean, he looked exactly like <laughs> Ethiopians in the in the Olympics running for. For gold, oh, he's, he's got the same form and everything, except for he's slapping his thighs with his junk. Oh man! Oh, not to mention the giant like white guy fro on him. Oh jeez, yeah. trim your trim your mane. He's got like a mullet fro in the first one. Only oh, has uh, the same fro on his oh, in his nether regions. Got man. a ball fro. Oh jeez, too funny, man. No, so. the thing is though, is after all said and done, I really like this movie. I mean, I. I cannot say the same for the last two, but this one seemed to just be genuine. I mean, it was over the top, but this was like the picture of subtlety compared to the other two. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, I like this. I, I actually give this one a buy for sure. And I give this a, I give this a, re- a red box. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, I thought it, you know, it definitely deserved more than that, and we'll talk about the other two. Uh, there was a two on the junk alert. It actually yeah. flashed away and then came back to it, which was disturbing. I mean, there was a five on the memory count with his girlfriend at the end. Oh, okay. And she she was quality. Well, I'm, was quality. I'm glad that the memory count outcounted the oh, – was greater than the junk alert. Thank heavens. Of course, I remember the junk alert more. What does that say about me? Yeah. I'm well, cutting that part out because I don't want emails 
And well, voicemails then, telling know, me what that does say about me. You know what else was disturbing uh, was Belial having relations with uh with Well, that wasn't until the next girlfriend. one. No. Oh, Dwayne's girlfriend. Oh, you're right. With the mammary count. I mean, he was thrusting. The little thing was thrusting. and You're like, what the hell? I was hoping to get a junk alert for Belial because I just wanted to see how all that worked. Uh, well, that's... Unfortunately, I had the same thought because you just wonder. Oh, gross. So anyways, uh, I learned a couple of things from this. Mm-hmm. Don't blow your wad until you see what you're aiming at. That applies to everything in your life. The guy had a gun, and he had like six shots, and he, he didn't see anything in the dark. And he just right, fired him right, off real right, quick. Okay. okay. All right, and then uh, not touring sites really pisses people off. Yep. The secretary got way mad about that. Oh, my God. Okay, now listen. I want you to answer yes or no to this question. You can only answer yes or no. Would you let Dr. Needleman get anywhere near your vagina? No. Okay. <laughs> I keep that baby clean and far away from it. <laughs> and, uh... Especially with a name like Needleman. I know. The freak. <laughs> and then as far as uh, the, the mammary count goes in that scene, uh, there's no lumps. So, that's good. Because, uh, yeah, they, they did a full exam. Belial, Belial does the exam. Uh, I have a six degrees. Charles Stanley was a hotel tenant, and he was in Stuck on You with Patricia Tallman, who was in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. A dude sitting in the foyer of the hotel yeah. where they stayed at? I'll tell you what. In fact, that reminds me, because I've got, I've got a, a six degrees that someone challenged me with, mm-hmm. and it was, this, the six degrees that I was challenged with was actually a, a lot easier than this basket case, because there were a lot of actors in this that the only thing they ever did was basket case. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So you can sell $35,000. Yeah. But uh, let me get to this. Let me do the six degrees real quick. Okay. Uh, so I had a challenge, and it was, uh, gosh, I think it was from Trash again, I'm pretty sure. Well, he wants to get you. Yeah, he does. And so he sent this over, Man Bites Dog, which is a French movie. Man Bites Dog. Is that the black and white? I'm not. I don't think it's black and white. Huh. I don't think so. But anyways, so Benoit Pelrude, he was Ben in Man Bites Dog, was in uh, Naro with... Jean-Pierre Castle. He was in Virgil with Tomer Sisley, who was in the, in the Nativity Story with Keisha Castle-Hughes, who was in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. She was a uh, queen of, of Naboo in that one, <laughs> at which she was in with Hayden Christensen, who was in The Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst, who was in uh, Spider- uh, Spider-Man with Bruce Campbell. Wow. So anyway, I, I had to throw that out there. Cool. Yeah, I've been sitting here watching flicks till my eyes are red. Been watching Evil Dead and Argento's Deep Red. Been watching Night, Dawn, Dayland and Return of the Living Dead. And I feel no shame while my talk's profane. Just like Malcolm McDowell, I'm singing in the fucking rain. If you don't dig my shit, then answer me this. Why so mysterious? If you're into horror, cult, exploitation, or just kick-ass movies... From the badass to the just plain bad, check us out at jafnp.com. Just Another Fucking Movie Podcast is not a review show. We go beyond the screen to discuss the what's and why's of the genre's great classics. Licking cowboys and watching killers in black And watch this motherfucker take it in the head with an axe And say, hey, hey I'm digging Bruce Campbell saying, hey, hey Now I'm watching some drama saying, hey, hey Digging Ilsa and Olga saying, hey, 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 hey J-A-F-M-P dot com
right, we're back. While we were taking that little break, Sam and I were just discussing about how confused we were about Basket Case 2, whether it was likable or not. But uh, I don't know. Let's, let's just go for yeah. it. Let's see how it plays out. dark in here, so I'm going to have to use a flash. It'll be a big burst of light. But don't let it upset you. Just relax, sit back, and say, Gee! Remember the Times Square Freak Twins? Yeah. They're born Siamese twins. And they get cut apart, kill some doctors, and vanish from the hospital. us and find all of them exactly i can't let that happen well i found them so what will you do whatever i have to Basket Case 2. That's no way for a reporter to behave. He wants to grant you an interview. A personal interview. His very first. He's all excited. This time, he's not alone. Uh, Basket Case 2 came out in 1990, of course, written and directed again by Frank Cannon Lauder. Did I tell you what the IMDb gave it? Gave Basket Case uh, 5.8? 5. 5. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it's pretty, pretty high. Uh, of course, they continually downgrade. This one got a 4.6, which is still respectable. You know, 4.6, respectable. How did it do that? <laughs> Dwayne is played by Kevin Van Hendrick. Annie Ross plays Get Granny Ruth. Granny Ruth. Oh, oh, anyway, uh, Heather Rattray played Susan, and Catherine Measle, M-E-I-S-L-E. Somebody's going to call in and have some French pronunciation and going to I'm glad you said that because that's actually who I use for the six degrees. Okay, good. Uh, Synopsis Basket Case 2 picks up right where the original Basket Case leaves off. After surviving the fall from their hotel room window... Uh, spoiler at the end. That, Holy that's, damn it. Anyway, uh, Dwayne Bradley and his misshapen basket-dwelling brother Belial are taken to the city hospital. The pair becomes media darlings, <laughs> causing Dwayne's late, late aunt's friend, Granny Ruth, and her pregnant daughter, pregnant in, in quotes, uh, her pregnant daughter Susan, to help them escape from the hospital. Granny Ruth takes them to their mansion, which houses hideously deformed freaks of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> oh my gosh uh, When the media discovers where they are hiding Dwayne and his brother team up with Susan, Granny, Ruth And their house full of mutants To devise a plan to get rid of them once and for all How about that? How would you like this one? So how do you one-up a show That's got a freak killer That's that's a Siamese twin You uh-huh. just add a bunch more freaks That's how Now and these freaks were about as stupid looking oh, as you could get. Hell. You know, this is Troll 2. This is getting into Troll 2 uh, territory. I mean, this is... And see, I have not seen that. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of people like it because it's the worst movie ever made. 
This one is, I mean, I'm not saying it's close to being the worst movie ever made, but I will say that they try to, it's just unbelievably bad. Yeah. Now, is it, is it so bad it's good? I don't know. Borderline. See, this one's borderline. Number three is so bad it's bad, but this one is borderline. But well, I got to give it to you. It's a little bit revolutionary with the first tumor sex scene that we've ever seen. And probably the, the only sex scene in the whole trilogy that made me want to hurl. Oh. It was like, it was total. it was, what, basically Belial finds another twisted human, uh, half a human blob, and uh, watching them do it was like. Oh, and I bet the, the actors, their actors' necks are really sore because it was just their heads dressed up in a bunch of plastic going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so their necks have got to be tired. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I, it was so... Oh, so, well, so basically, all that happens is this is this is this woman, this granny woman, this over the top, cheesy, big teeth granny woman, finds out about um, Belial and Dwayne as they were as Belial and Dwayne were leaving the hospital. She drives up in advance, says, "Come with me," you know, takes him to the house of freaks. Unfortunately, some reporters find out where everyone's at, and they want to get the scoop. And I don't remember exactly what happens to piss them off. Uh, to the point, what, somebody sneaks in. One of the, the right, guys sneak sneaks in, in to get the but picture. did they kill somebody? Yeah, or? they killed him because he snuck in. It no, was, no. He was ta- he climbed up in the attic and was taking pictures. And as he was taking the flash, the group got progressively closer. Right, no. because they they they, just, they were just ticked off about. And there's a whole strobe light death scene. Yeah, because people were no. But did they did they kill any of the no. any of the mutants or anything no. like that? They no. just got pissed off. They wanted to be left alone, yeah. so they went on a killing spree. Yeah. Well, they killed the people who. Well, that seems like a that seems like a normal response. Hey, listen, when you look like that, I mean, I've seen that group out bowling before, haven't you? Seen that group? I've seen that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, that's normal response for that. You don't want people staring at you. Yeah. Listen, yeah. but it, you know, one inconsistency that I thought <laughs> well, there was a million, but this group when she goes around and introduces like some of the group, uh-huh. this is so and so, this is so. The dude that's saying the yeah. big. The big mouth. The giant scene. mouth that looked like a giant Venus flight yeah. vagina. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen for the rest of the movie or number three. Nothing happened to him. You'd never see him again. And she, this Granny Ruth bitch thinks that, the, that he's her favorite and so beautiful. He sings the one little thing, and you're like, well, that's kind of weird. Never see him again. <gasps> With the group, nobody. That, I, I don't really know what else to say about this movie except for the fact that Maybe there is uh, – this is kind of the definition of the, uh, maybe less is more or there can be too too much of a good thing because when you – let's put it this way. Have you ever – you've seen Nightbreed? Didn't uh, this movie kind of remind you of Nightbreed? I don't think I've seen that. A little bit. It's it's a Clive Barker with uh, – I cannot remember anybody's name. Remember the guy from uh, A River Runs Through It that was uh, – That was in Hellraiser 6. Yeah, that guy. He was in it and he, he goes to uh, – he, he, it's this whole big long story about these monsters that live in in this place. It basically looked. You know, like I may have seen a tripped that. out those those. I mean, let's put it this way: I thought those monsters in that were cheesy and dumb looking. These take the cake. These kill those monsters. You know, it's funny you say that because I may have seen that because I kept thinking this seems familiar yeah. in some weird way, but I know I haven't. Craig seen Schaefer. it. Craig Schaefer. Yeah, that's his name. May, but I I may have seen that. No, but anyway, oh. I thought that was bad, and now you know those look; those guys look practically normal compared to how cheesy and retarded these ones. And by the way, they're mutants; they're not like monsters. There was one yeah. dude that had a giant penis chin 
that wrapped around. Yeah. It had a tentacle coming out the top of his head. Well, it was his spine. There was another guy who had his spine coming out of his head. I yeah. mean, it was so laughable, these. And, and they pranced around. They just pranced around. It was like, it was like mime heaven. It's like, hey, let's get, what, what else can a mime do? Why don't you come be a plastic dressed up piece of shit <laughs> actor with gloves on? And you just do dumb mime stuff that would scare the shit out of kids at a party. Huh. We're going we're gonna to employ your stupid-ass mime skills to come in and act in a movie. Dude. I mean, it was, it was so – I just was so tired of it. Th- it was well, so bad. The thing is, is I watched this and I, I watched half of this on the plane, half of it at home. So, but the whole the first time I'm just like, I, the first half I was just, wow, you know, this is utterly retarded. But I'll tell you what, I pulled out the I pulled it out here and started watching it, and I was just like, I don't know whether I should be laughing or if this is the most boring piece of shit I've ever seen. I don't know. It was somewhere there. Well, and Belial. Took he, a step up. He gets a fa- yeah. He gets a he gets facelift. A facelift. Mm-hmm. I like how you say that. But it's it's a so mechanical. Like it's yeah. like this little kid toy where where the little wheels hit the eyes. So his eyes are yeah. all over the place. His mouth just kind of opens up randomly. Uh! <laughs> it was it was so bad. I just and it gets worse. The number three gets worse. Well, listen and number this whole time. And by the way, they took out the stop motion, which pissed me off because that was the best. Yeah, part of exactly. One. I kept thinking to myself, because Belial will jump on someone and grab yeah. them and just start biting them and eat, you know, and, and tearing them apart. Yeah. I was just thinking, this guy has no leverage. There's no possible way he could be doing this. He's got the arms, man. But, no, but, but oh. you know, he's, I mean, he's probably weighs, what, 30 pounds. And, he, and he, you know, he, he flies up there. And these guys are like, ah, oh, you know, totally struggling trying to get this guy off. And he's tackling him and stuff like that. And then I, I said, there's no possible way. This, the leverage issue alone and the weight issue, there's no way. But then I thought to myself, what the fuck are you thinking about? <laughs> these thoughts were not meant for these movies. Oh, it's so true. You know. Anyway, I I don't I don't know what else to say. I give this one a don't bother. I do too. This is this is one where if this was the end of it, I could just trash it all the more. But unfortunately, this is the second best of the trilogy, and and it's unbelievable that you get to this point. But damn it, yeah, I give it a don't bother. Yeah, I give it a don't bother. But the thing is, is if you're a collector, I would say you have, and you're going to get all three anyways. I, I, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm moving it up to an AMC, because uh, the only reason- an AMC if you have DVR because you don't want to have you want to be able to come back later or something. I, it's going to be hard to sit through this one all in one sitting. Well, and and I I would I would agree with that to to bump it up. I'm still going to give it a don't bother. But the only reason why I would bump it up. Is that it actually made me because I knew there were three. Uh-huh. I had to turn the second one on to see how the Third hell one. no the second one. Oh, okay. How the hell they overcame the end of the first oh, one. Oh right, right. And 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 to see the facelift a little bit and it's definitely got a you know it's well, definitely it's sex more scene, upscale. Which maybe they'll take out on AMC, but oh my oh, gosh. Jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. That was sick. But I still give it a don't bother. Okay. So the mammary count on this was two. I only learned a couple of things. I now know what polygamist offspring looks like, which is good to know, <laughs> I guess, since we live by it a little bit. And the other thing that I learned is a Fran Drescher is hiding in an attic somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I can't really express how – you have to see this to believe that someone would put this to film and put it out. I, yep. Like I said, I say if you have a chance, you should watch it. But, oh, my gosh. You're, you're – Never mind. I don't know what else I can say. I, I'm a little distracted right now because I'm looking over. You said this movie that's on in the background is called Happy Birthday to Me. Uh-huh. Did you, I, I'm pretty sure. I've never seen it. 
I I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna embarrass myself here. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure the main girl on this is Mary from yep, Little House right. on the Prairie. Uh-huh. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you recognize that too. I'm like I used to think that chick was hot even though she was blind. Yeah. Well, that, even better. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring up my my sneak attack tactics and all that stuff. And <laughs> someone there? No, never mind. So uh, we have a six degrees. Oh, sorry. Last yeah, go thing, ahead. Sorry, Catherine Measle. Was in You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks, who was in Catch Me If You Can with Amy Adams, who was in Serving Sarah with Bruce Campbell. I would rather watch this than You've Got Mail. Uh, not me. Sorry. I'm going to kick you in the balls. All right. Just when you thought it was safe to open the basket, <laughs> the makers of Basket Case 1 and 2, Brain Damage and Frankenhooker, bring you the continuing tale of brotherly love in Basket Case 3. Dwayne and Belial are back, and there have been a few little changes. I'm going to be an uncle? Sit back and hold on tight. This is one road trip you'll never forget. And 23 peach bombs. To go. Granny Ruth and the gang are heading south to meet up with some old friends. Bye, Sheriff. And old family. <laughs> They've come together to witness the miracle of childbirth. The stork has landed, bringing a bundle of joy to some. Really? And a bundle of cash to others. We came out here to get a million dollars, and that's just what we're going to get. He's a freak, Daddy. His brother's a monster. What the hell are they? These must be his puppies or something. This is one plan the sheriff should have aborted. Think they're hungry. Because Dad is mad. And he's taking no prisoners. The little town of Peachtree Valley is going to have a showdown. You give me Belial, I give you the baby. For Dwayne, Belial, Granny Ruth, and the rest of the family, this is the mother of all battles. The Bradley twins are back, and getting even was never better. This is going to be some family. Basket case three. It's time to build a bigger basket. Basket Case 3, oh, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that the, well, we did mention that the eight years between the two, they tried to make it so that it was like the next thing, but eight years, you can tell a difference between people. Mm-hmm. What's his name, got a, Dwayne got a haircut? Yeah, he did. He looks. He looked very handsome. Wish I would have seen his junk alert with that new haircut. He reminded me of like David, like David Hasselhoff with uh, anorexia. Yep, he did. He's a little, little guy. By the way, I'm going to cut out my gay joke there. Is it insensitive? No, didn't you hear me? I said, I wish I would have seen his junk alert with that haircut. Oh. <laughs> it would have been bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so IMDb gave this a 3.0. Way which, too generous. Which is, you know, it's so funny. You look at it, I'm like, three, you know, that's at my threshold. But I, it's unbelievable how this got a 3.0. I'll tell you how it got a 3.0. For one scene and one scene only. Uh, starring <laughs> Kevin Van Hendrick, Dwayne Bradley, of course. Annie Ross is Granny Ruth. I want to destroy her. Gil Rogers is the sheriff, Dan Biggers as Uncle Hal, and Jim O'Doherty as Little Hal. Synopsis. Cult director Frank Henenlotter does the seemingly impossible by breathing new life into the... <laughs> breathing new life, I think, is going a little too far. Breathing new life into the horror comedy series about twisted escapades of the Bradley brothers, the deranged but sensitive Dwayne, and his monstrously deformed brother, former Siamese twin Belial. The, the previous installment had the siblings settling a nasty dispute in a particularly grisly manner. But appearances can deceive, as the original basket case proved with its similar denouncement. 
didn't whatever uh which the director casually ignored in order to move things along i guess that he meant to say that uh there was uh, they just forgot the last scene of this movie to have the first one go on which i guess makes sense to me this time Dwayne and Belial are are still a bit miffed at each other, but eventually make cute when it's learned that Belial is going to be a daddy. Thanks to a stomach-churning tryst with the similarly shaped mutant Eve in the previous chapter. This, oh my, this is a long one. Their life seemed to be returning to relative normalcy in their newfound home, considering that said home is Granny Ruth's sanctuary for unique individuals whose curator offers bed and board to an ensemble of freaks with cartoonishly large deformities. It is only when the entire group sets out for the Georgia clinic of Uncle Hal, a specialist who is capable of delivering Eve's plentiful offspring, that their revels come to an end, thanks to a redneck sheriff and his thick-headed deputies who don't exactly take a shine to their kind. It's up to Belial to save the day, which he does, with bloody gusto, thanks to a mechanical exoskeleton built by Uncle Hal's ingenious multi-armed son. I, I hate this movie. I hate it. You know, I, I like to think that smart comedy, and, 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 and as an example, the movies that we did on our horror comedy, mm-hmm. that was smart. It, those were funny, uh-huh. and, and I enjoyed those. I, this is such retarded humor for garbage. stupid people. It was just garbage. And, and to think that the director thought that that stuff was funny and the writers thought that this stuff was funny was so... Bad. I mean, you know, it was so bad. The only the only scene that I was that I was watching it's when they're all they they all hop in a bus and they all start singing a tune together, something about you've got personality. Oh, you remember that song? Yeah, I remember. I think I I just thought to myself, this is the pinnacle of ultimate ridiculousness. Yeah. And uh, I just had to chuckle. And that's what's funny is that's the point I turned it off when I was watching them in a row. Oh, really? Was that I'm like I can't. This, this is this anymore. is like no freaking way. This I don't know. It was like a, it was like they reached out. They they just wanted to say, hey, hey, uh, audience, we realize that this is ridiculous, and we're just gonna we're gonna just we hope you don't think we're being serious. So we're gonna put this scene in, and we're absolutely ridiculous. And uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the movie. I, I was embarrassed for the actors. I mean, could you ever tell someone that you were a part of that? I mean, I guess if you're a mime being the stupid, dumbass freaks, maybe, but oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh. I, this was, I don't even really know what to say. This, this kind of takes number two, the same premise of number two, but uh, kicks it up a bit because, you know, it's the same kind of revenge thing, except for they go into this, it's kind of like a, like a southern mansion type of thing where the local sheriff's office, how does it start? Basically, they Belial and Dwayne are wanted by the law. So, uh, for you know, for what happened in number two, Dwayne feels like he's actually being held hostage by Grant, this granny, and so he he talks to one of the what the, the what the sheriff's daughter. The sheriff says, "Hey, you know what? If if uh, we get arrested, then we're gonna we're gonna be taken out of hostage and stuff." So he tells this girl to go get whose dad is the sheriff to go arrest these guys. You know, and basically the movie is. You know, saving people from jail and, 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 you know, one thing leads to another. Deaths happen, and it's all about revenge. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really know what else, what else there is. Well, there's just there's just points of the movie that you can talk about. I mean, the only thing that was halfway entertaining was the deaths at the police station. 
Oh, oh, absolutely. And, they, and there were some really good ones. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Those were all right. And those were those were kind of funny. I was laughing right. at that stuff. Uh-huh. But the, 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 the dialogue between people, I just, I, I get so mad at, at shows. And I just watched one the other day, a comedy called Better Off Ted. I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. Don't waste your time. Okay. Like I, there's some comedies on there that are really funny. What, what, what is it, a movie? No, it's a, it's a TV show. It's oh. just a, it's a half an hour sitcom about like uh, oh, I don't watch research and development. I mean, I watch The Office, and that's smart comedy, and I, you know, maybe people will disagree with me. But when right it's here. so stupid and so just you don't have to be – you don't have to get it. To, it's just thrown in your face, and that's how I felt like the dialogue was the whole I time. I wasn't, like, mad. I mean, I didn't get upset or, you know, just pissed or anything like that. I was just sitting there thinking, just kind of shaking my head thinking, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. But if nothing else, I'm just going to sit here and finish watching it and yeah. just – I mean, it can't – I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have high hopes for it mm-hmm. after number two, especially, yeah. and seeing that on IMDb it got a point and almost a half less, which is over a half, and it's shocking to me that this got as high as it did. Well, the only know. the only part that the reason why I was three point oh was right after Belial, uh, he gets sent to his basket for attacking the doctor that's going to deliver the babies, uh-huh. and uh, so right after his, his girlfriend has the babies, he's um, dreaming about these buxom topless girls that are giving him with the, with the biggest of boobies yeah that i've seen in a Big, long long time giant yeah but, well, uh, taking turns taking a little lick off off belial's hand and they made sure to lick different fingers i mean that was great <laughs> it was so gross yeah i mean it's it is this show if it's just a step down from the second yeah, one. This is so. a this is a. De- I mean, I I don't know. Maybe we haven't spent as much time on it as we should have. But mine's a don't bother. Mine's oh, a don't freaking bother. Mine's not a. What, what was what was the hell? Kill Razor everybody Kill? No, that's involved with this movie. No, you know the thing is, is because at least it seemed like they were trying to have a good time. You know, and they were, and they and they knew. Like with Hellraiser Eight, it's almost like they were they were still trying to be serious, and you know. But this one, they were just like, you know what. It's almost like it's almost like they're doing it for them more than they're doing yeah. it for us. You know? Did you think the first one was done as a horror comedy? Do you think it was? Yeah. Well, just because of the pure ridiculousness of the of the plot, I think it had to be. I don't think that they sat there. Well, and it's and really, it's not like scary, but it's just such a wild premise that it's. Well, that's what I wonder because don't you think that if if someone came along, like if a Rob Zombie or somebody came along and decided that they wanted to remake that first one, don't you think they could make it scary? I, I think they could. I mean, right. of course, it would. There would have to be a lot. They would have to basically change the whole damn thing. But the thing is, is you. But I think you can tell when somebody's trying to be scary and it comes off corny. Yeah. This one, it, I didn't get that. I I just kind of got that that. Okay, so with the first one, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we have this little Belial guy, but is he more ridiculous than this tall, skinny kind of head case Dwayne? You know, which, by the way, who I I, I hate to say it, but I like Dwayne in all of these just because yeah. he was, you know, he was so he was just Dwayne. Yeah, you know, he was pretty funny. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure you could come and do it. I'm sure that the premise itself could lend towards actual horror. But uh, I don't think it could do it on its own. It, there, so there would have to be another element that we that to yeah. involve that would have to that would make that even scary. I don't. Nah, that's cool. That's good. All right. So it got a five on the mammary count just for that uh, little dream that he had. I I would give it like a twelve because of how the, the size. 
Well, th- you're I'm right. Just well, it should. I mean, they were giant. I waited for the breakaways, but <laughs> anyways, I learned a couple of things. Don't let special needs people drive the bus. Well, yeah, there's the one guy with the eye down here and the eye at the top of his head. He's driving. <laughs> you know, his depth perception's way yeah, off. It's got to be jacked. But anyways, uh, I also learned that all they're missing is Wolverine and Storm. That's good. <gasps> yeah, good one. Uh, and then uh, the last thing is that the Count from Sesame Street has a twin. That was the worst part of the whole movie. Count from Sesame Street has a twin? I don't remember. When they when the babies are coming out and they show little Hal and he just keeps keep counting. He just keeps going up to 12. Doing, yeah. We wasted five, six minutes on him making jokes, counting, you know, six, seven, we're going to go to heaven. I mean, By the are way, you serious? Though, you got to realize, though, that I to have one of those little tiny Belials would be pretty, I would, I mean, not like a, like a rubber one. I'm not talking like a real one that's going to grow up and kill you. And the, those things are kind of kind of funny. Yeah, oh yeah. I would take oh, yeah. one of those. I'd yeah. take a real Belial. I'd take, um, I'd take a full-scale Belial replica. Yeah, if they if they made an action figure, I'd definitely get it. Just because uh, people are like, "What the hell is too that? funny, man?" I I don't know. That's it. That's all I've got for it. Six degrees. Jim Grimshaw was in the Jacka with Bruce Willis, who was in the whole nine yards with Matthew Perry, who was in Serving Sarah with Bruce Campbell. And there you go. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and put in a death scene right here.
So were you excited about uh, the Basket Case trilogy? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I, you know, anytime they make three movies out of something, they had to get some mileage, and so now I can say um, that I've Unbelievable seen it. they made three. Yeah, yeah. And, anyway. All right, so Kyle, it's good to be back. It's good. It, it was. I'm glad I went to Horror Hound. We need it. We need to hook that up again next year. So just get some of the business out of the way at the end. Make sure to uh, visit cadaverlab.com and sign up there for the forums. There's a forum link right there. Um, you can shoot us an email at mike at cadaverlab.com or sam at cadaverlab.com. Um, or you can send us a voicemail at 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. So next week we're going to be doing uh, Asian Horror. Yeah, you know that'd what? be good. I'm stoked for that because I think that since we haven't really done anything there, we can actually get three good movies to make up for the, you know, the the lack of, I don't know. I I, I want to. I feel like getting into more of a serious tone with the, some of the movies, but uh, uh, maybe it's just because uh, I got sick of watching Basket Cases. Anyway, no, that'll be great. That'll be good. So I don't I don't know what movies we'll do. I got uh, I got Tokyo Gore Police uh-huh. in. I got uh, Machine Girl that we can do, and we'll okay. have to choose one other one. Oh boy. Old boy, well, or we could do that, or we, yeah, okay, we'll do. Well, it. I've heard that I keep hearing about old boy, and then and then we people find out later it's part of a trilogy. It is part of. A trilogy. I guess the trilogy really doesn't. No, connect it's to, it's you don't more have of to it's, watch it. Yeah, it's more the trilogy is more of like a, a thematic type thing uh-huh. where it's 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 all about vengeance. Yeah, let's do we'll do old boy. All let's right. do those three. That'll be awesome. Because plus I have all those three ready to go, so That's that awesome. that will make it easy. Okay. All right. So if there's nothing else. Don't use the word chillax. Anybody that does that, I'm going to kick your ass. Who? Who's I've heard it a couple times. I'm hating. I heard some dumbass on the phone say it. Shit. I heard it on Twilight. Not that I've seen it. It what sucked a, ass. Whatever. By the way, I did watch Twilight. Yeah. For 20 minutes, and I, <laughs> then I walked out, and I was just, I was pissed. I mean that that movie. I would rather watch. I would rather watch the three basket cases in a row than watch that one. I like Twilight. Yeah. Well, I that, liked it. Well, that's fine. I know. You and know everybody's what? gonna kick me in the balls. Yeah. That's I'm, fine. Starting with me right after we get done here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. So. That's all you have to end up. Just yeah, don't kinda, say chillax. Kind of like a kind of like a, we're going to scold everybody for That's saying right. chillax right before we get off. If you do, you should you the should the air not get off. Oh my gosh! <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> yeah, no. That's okay. all I got. All right. Well, well. Thanks for the public service announcement. You're welcome. And uh, so from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. later.